0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What up, 3 a.m.ers? My name is Sean. My name is DJ. Welcome back to the 3 a.m. podcast. We're just a couple friends, Sans, one friend. We tell scary stories. We tell funny stories. Welcome
1: back. Uh, Charlie's out of town right now, so it's going to be us two holding down the fort. 2 a.m. Slacker. <laughs> uh, dude, what is good? It's been a while. We didn't put out last week. If you caught last week's uh, live stream, you'll know the the details. But uh, one of us had uh, some medical issues. <laughs> and was in the hospital so it was me guys everything is all good now though right (laughs) everything is all good everything's good now so thanks for your patience everyone um we're trying to become twitch affiliates if you're not familiar with twitch or not interested at all but still want to support the least you can do is uh, go to twitch.com the 3am pod the link is in our bio Uh, just give us a follow Create an account, give us a follow, and uh that that really does go a long way. Um, but for those who are interested in Twitch, uh, that's gonna be a channel where I think we're gonna start recording, uh live streaming our episodes more and more. Yeah. It's uh there, there's some challenges that come with it. We want to be able to provide the same, if not better, experience for people who will still be sticking to the podcast audio only. Mm-hmm while really uh, developing the brand from a visual aspect. Uh, so the streaming community is a huge uh, kind of well that we want to wanna hit and uh, draw from. So bear with us as we figure out those details, uh, but we'll be doing not just the regular podcast, but a bunch of other content on there as well. Uh, I think we'll, eventually stream movies stream playing scary video games all of the above uh, any type of content related to the podcast and honestly unrelated the the streaming uh (laughs) platform is free game yeah so
0: for all you content depraved 3amers we're coming at you with more
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah so that means more for for everybody and uh hopefully more for for patrons it's kind of tricky merging like patreon and and twitch but we're trying our best so yeah that's uh that's kind of like housekeeping for now so look
0: out for those kind of updates and like you saying you know just going give us a follow mm. that doesn't take too much effort mm. just do it just do it
1: uh <laughs> dude what is going on right now Oh, what? What do you mean? Like in the world, or like in the world, it's insane. Yeah, dude. Every uh, everybody's eyes are on Ukraine and Russia right now. Yeah, it's a lot going on. We talked about it last, or I talked about it last week on on stream. Uh, coming from a place where I didn't know really much about the the conflict, mm-hmm. so I spent some time on the stream uh, reading up on it. <laughs> And I feel a little more educated. Still lots more to learn and understand. And obviously the story is still developing.
0: You got what the Kremlin is now, though. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I still don't really understand. Uh, I know the Kremlin are, uh, is Russia. But is it a specific group? Are, are they the political leaders? The Kremlin is
0: the quote-unquote capital building of Russia. And so they refer to like the head of russia as the kremlin hmm. it would be like if we we say the white house
1: hmm. okay something like that when russia loses this war and putin has to escape and flee russia argentina where's he going argentina <laughs> join hitler
0: Does, i mean that seems like a logical place to go if you're a dictator heading would it for escape
1: where else uh, that
0: antarctica Antarctica, Agartha. He's already like chill with, you know,
1: chill temperatures. Yeah. I was thinking somewhere in the Midwest, maybe. The Midwest? No like one's of gonna, the U.S.? Yeah. No, <laughs> no one's going to be checking there. Nobody goes
0: there. Where in the Midwest? Are we talking like central Nevada or Midwest, like further east Midwest? Nevada's Mountain West. Midwest okay, okay. like Ohio. Oh, you're right. It's cheap to live South in O too. So if he's trying
1: to get a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's cold there. Yeah. You get <laughs> some of that. Nothing. There's nothing. It's it's just like Russia. <laughs> I can't believe how many similarities there are between uh the Midwest and Russia. Yeah, I mean you're not
0: wrong. <laughs> just, you're not wrong. Stupid. <laughs> uh
1: yeah. Uh I could
0: see that happening though. Like Government, at least watch Ohio now because we know it could be a
1: possibility. Yeah. Pretty soon there's going to be hot Russian singles in your area. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, there's always Ac- hot Russian singles in my actual.
0: area <laughs> that are hot single moms. I don't know what this is. <laughs> So I had to tell you though, that I got back on all of them dating apps again. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. And how's that been going?
0: I realized that I had a pretty serious red flag in my basic approach. Like you were putting off a red flag, or you were seeing red flags. I was putting off a red flag. Oh no! Let me tell you, I only realized this after, like, I would start a conversation, and then all of a sudden it would go south. It would be ghosted conversation. Mm. So on all of my profiles, three AM is a part of it. And at some point, like how, how so? Like you just put like it- I have a podcast with my friends. We tell scary stories. Yada yada yada. At some point, bro,
1: are you trying to keep the women away
0: in this conversation? I noticed that I was asking this question and tell me if you think this sounds familiar.
1: Do you like scary stories? <laughs> What's your favorite scary story? This is your pickup line.
0: No, it's not the pickup line. It just would some point at some point get there in the conversation. Yeah. And I realized it sound very scream. Do you want to play
1: a game? Oh, that's a, <laughs> let jigsaw. But still. <laughs> but still. Same. Same, same.
0: And as I started to realize that people, like, girls stopped responding to that, I was like, I better rethink my approach. <laughs> Had to start asking stuff like, are you into scary stories? Or like, uh, <laughs> do you listen to podcasts?
1: Stuff like that. <laughs>
0: And let me tell you, it works a lot better, (laughs) but I realized that the biggest red flag was just being like waved on my part there. They're just getting the biggest like serial killer vibes probably from that. And I'm like a horror story waiting to happen. Exactly. So
1: that's been my life. Yeah. Just realization. Yeah. Up until this point, we've been telling everybody to uh, tell their friends about uh, us, but maybe they should shouldn't. (laughs) Maybe, I mean, like
0: here, just maybe make it sound a little less serial killer-y. For the sake of saving their own selves. Yes. I mean, and if you're trying to start a relationship from scratch, probably not a good go-to. Just what I've learned from experience. So this has been Relationship Experience with Sean today. Thank you, Sean. Oh, you're welcome.
1: (laughs) Well, let's see how it goes, what the trajectory is like. Uh, with your newfound knowledge. I mean, it's going better. Not as bad as it
0: was before, where I'd be like, yo, why is it that people just, why are these girls just stop responding to me all the time? <laughs> and I realized it was right after that line every time without fail. <laughs> hey, but here's the other thing like props. They know when it's a horror movie and they know when to GTFO. I mean, it's not a horror movie in this case, but sure. if it was,
1: they were they would be safe. Uh, girls are uh, are masterminds at at that now. Oh yeah, with the amount of time they've put in to listening to true crime podcasts and true crime documentaries, they have all the tools they need to succeed. Oh yeah. Um, speaking about dating apps, have you seen? What is it on Netflix? Is it the Tinder Swindler?
0: I feel like I have seen that like pop up. You never watched it? I haven't watched it. Is that the one with that girl from Ozark? No. No, no. It's a real life thing. I remember that. I do I do remember seeing The Tinder Swindler too, but I haven't watched it.
1: It's about this dude who claims he's part of like Middle Eastern royalty, comes from like rich oil family. And uh, swindles all these people that he matches with on Tinder into giving him thousands and thousands of dollars.
0: Okay. I have questions.
1: Go. If he's from a
0: wealthy oil family,
1: why does he need money? Uh, he, he would, uh, he would, he would spread this story like after getting to know them and getting further into, uh, what seems like a relationship, uh-huh. uh, huh. uh, he would spin the story where his family cut him off um. and the money was used for f- some type of ransom.
0: Oh, shoot. Some
1: uh, something to like save his uh, place in the family or to get back to his family. Something like that. I don't, I don't understand the full details. What is, how are they sending this? Is it like but Venmo? Or a, few, like? a few girls bought into it and sent him thousands of dollars yeah. and he ran away with it. Also, who is just sending money? Like,
0: I have trust issues and I don't trust someone with my Wi Fi password until I know them for a solid six and a half months. Yeah. Who is sending thousands of dollars? Know, dude. Uh, a genius mastermind. And let me also take notes from the Tinder swindler because, yeah. you know, every once in a while needs some money too. <laughs>
1: um, what dating apps are you on? Um, all of them.
0: The Holy Trinity. What is what is all of them? Bumble, Tinder. Uh,
1: Hinge. Hinge. Hinge is actually the one that I prefer. Bro, what about Mutual? I'm also on that too. Okay, if uh, you're not Mormon, this is very unfamiliar to you. Sean, <laughs> tell us what Mutual is. It's uh, a
0: dating app. Very similar to, I mean, the most similar would be
1: Tinder. But it's exclusively for? It's exclusively for I wouldn't say exclusively, like you don't have to prove. No, yeah, but you don't have to prove. It's meant for.
0: Well, and they like ask you a question when you're signing up. Are you willing to keep the standards of the LDS church? The Mormon church, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's it's Not tender exclusively, for Mormons.
0: But tender for Mormons. Yep. So same amount of dick pics are getting sent.
1: Honestly, okay. So our, our <laughs> homie Janelle, who we've shouted out before, we're in Hawaii and we get a uh we get a text message. She gets a text message from her roommate. And we open up the video and we're go- we're, we're in the van and she plays it and we're watching a screen recording of her roommate who comes up with this guy. His name's like Jeff or something. He's like, "Am <laughs> I interested in Jeff?" No. But I'm going to look through <clears throat> his profile, see what he has to offer. Of course. Yeah. Takes his wife Full-on dick-out. Shocking. Shocking to anybody on any platform. Jarring. But uh, even more so on, like, a religious dating app.
0: Almost. <laughs> like Christian Mingle, but, like...
1: More like Christian Dingle, you know? Uh, <laughs> it's, uh... That's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how many uh, girls run into that on uh, on Mutual, but... I don't know. I I honestly don't. But I feel like. I don't know how many girls run into that on Tinder. Hinge. I only know the one situation from Janelle. Hmm. Uh, Obviously, those things happen more in the DMs than. This was like on his public profile as you're swiping.
0: Yeah. So it was very just
1: aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) And it was multiple pictures from different angles.
0: I mean, to each their own. He was obviously very confident in himself.
1: I wonder if that's working cuz if it is. My man had a had like the the camo hunting beanie on with like the Oakley gas can <laughs> shades in his bedroom uh with his dick out. <laughs> so, that's uh a vibe that's right the more that's the Mormon uh dating scape in Utah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So it's a to 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 bleak and lonely places, Rihanna would say. <laughs>
1: um, what are the main differences you've run into with uh, being on all these social media apps? You've used them for a long time, uh, but mostly with Mutual in comparison to all the others.
0: Well, I would say that there are more real people on Mutual. Real people? Because, like on Tinder, you get fake profiles oh. everywhere. I see. Like, I'll swipe, and it'll, it'll be a match. And first of all, that's the red flag. I'll be like, now I have to make sure this is a real person because they matched with me. Hmm. And then I'll go through, and, you know, they don't have any bio, or they have four pictures that are kind of like a little pixely, and it's only hmm. them. You know, like, damn it, this is not a real profile. Yeah. Yeah. And then they hit me up, and I'm like, also, it's another red flag, definitely not a real profile.
1: What about okay? Once you get through all of those fake profiles and you match with somebody on Tinder and Bumble and Hinge, what's the difference between the girls? What's is there or or boys? Girls, you can come out on this platform. I'm um, coming
0: out as only girls still.
1: Uh, what's uh, <laughs> is there something to be said about uh, maybe like the culture, um. expectations? The world of dating. I don't feel like I'm being interviewed
0: as much on like a Tinder or a Bumble. Whereas I feel mutual, like
1: mutual, they're interviewing you.
0: I feel like it's more of a job interview. It's like, what are you uh, going to school for? Or uh, what's your job? Mm. How much do you make
1: annually? Like, so it's, bruh. it's harder. Uh, so on Tinder, what's it like for you?
0: Oh, it's just
1: casual conversation you just jump into a topic yeah Hmm. usually it'll be something like
0: having common with them off of their profile or something like that yeah that's an easy start also let me just preface this as well that i have had no success so if i'm doing this wrong
1: then (laughs) let me know (laughs) bro we get uh maybe 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 once a month or so we don't have a we don't have a uh, a huge following at all, uh-huh. nowhere near a huge following, at least on Instagram. <laughs> but m- about once a month, monthly, shouties be sliding in the DM for Sean.
0: I don't know if I'm seeing all of these. <laughs> me and Charles, <laughs> me and Charles see
1: them, and we immediately uh, hit up the group chat. <laughs> be like, Sean, check out at whoever they want to meet up.
0: This has maybe happened like once or twice. Mm, that's not true max three times
1: they're looking they're looking for
0: you they heard me say do you like scary stories <laughs> <laughs> and they fled they ran away they became patrons <laughs> so yeah it, it is the lonely place described in uh in the rihanna song yeah.
1: fell in love in a and horrible, homeless. Homeless. Homeless place. hopeless yeah it's a what's in place. your bio uh oh, shit let me check where my phone at what do you? What's in your bio, and what do you think is the hooker on your, okay, on your pro your dating profile? So, like, is it the pictures? Do you do you uh, are you are you a little thoughty with your pictures?
0: I'm very me with my pictures, in that all of them are taken outdoors. And if you were to guess if I had a suit or not, you would guess no, because everything is on top of a mountain. Or climbing a wall. Okay. Or oh, there's another mountain. Or 3 a.m. or the legend of
1: Bigfoot. <laughs> I can't believe you, dude. <laughs> I can't believe that.
0: Uh, so, obviously, the 3 a.m. is a huge, you know, like, hooker. Um.
1: What about your bio?
0: My bio? So, this one on, on like, Hinge, they ask you to fill out different prompts. Yep. So, one is, like this is my year for, and I put bag and peaks, cause I'm gonna summit 10 peaks this year. Hmm. One prompt is I take pride in, I run a podcast with some friends called 3am scary stories. <laughs> I'm just hoeing over here for 3am. And then an overshare, I told them I am an INFJ, Enneagram nine, hmm. and a Slytherin. Hmm. So that's my overshare. Hmm. But, like, who knows? Those could all be red flags for people, too. <laughs> oh, he's a Slytherin? Oh, I can't swipe red. Right. So dumb. <laughs> You'd be surprised, though, how many people are, like, no for Slytherin.
1: People have actually addressed that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people be like, well, you're a Slytherin, but like, I guess I can still talk to you. Stupid. I hate people. <laughs> I hate people. And I'll be like, oh, I'm actually one of the good ones, Hmm. but like one of the good ones. So like I said, though, still has yet to be successful. So uh, if there's any, you know, relationship coaches out there that want to see my profile, it's on there. You'll find it. You'll see it.
1: We should fund a couple sessions of using a relationship coach and document that. That would be Let's see how that a works. Bad
0: idea. <laughs> I don't really want to know how <laughs> up I am. <laughs> They'll be like, "So, how do you feel about that one thing that happened like twelve years ago?" And I'll break out in tears or some shit. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> this is why I have trust issues. I'm not going to go into details, but this is why.
1: <laughs> All right, relationship advice with Sean. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, bad relationship advice. Um, You have anything else?
0: Mm, dude, I haven't seen much else like on the news besides Russia, Ukraine, except have you seen anything about Hank the Tank? No. He's this black bear around Tahoe <laughs> that is 500 pounds and an absolute unit. And, and apparently what? he's been breaking into people's stuff and like. Because of, like, all of the people's food and stuff that he's able to get to, he has become quite massive. What an asshole. But then the last thing I saw about it was that he'd been framed. But that was only the title. Framed
1: how? Who's framing him? That was only
0: the title. I didn't read the article. (laughs) I just know that Hank the Tank was framed. That didn't hook you to get into the article? I was looking for stories, and at the time, I was like, I need to find a story before I look at this uh, useless information. I should have looked at the useless information too.
1: <laughs> I saw a TikTok uh, earlier this week about this kid was like, I was told that I was the only one who could prevent forest fires. And I haven't done shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is he doing? <laughs> he could be preventing forest fires this whole time. Uh, honestly, what came up for a debate following that was Smokey the Bear versus Scruff McGruff.
0: Smokey the Bear. Why? He's more prominent. Scruff McGruff was like...
1: Prominence is the number one thing you go for then?
0: I I thought we were asking just like who was better. And to me, prominence indicates that they're better, right?
1: Mm. Who would you smash more? Who would I smash? Who would you swipe right on?
0: Also, Smokey the Bear, he's in every national park, dude. And I'm finna be in national parks. Stop. Crime Dog McGruff is just in the s- ghettos trying to
1: <laughs> <laughs> trying to better the society, my better guy. society. Well, I mean, we're trying to save forest fires too. You want a better city, or you want a better a better nature? I personally
0: would go to nature over a city. Hmm. Maybe that's another one of my problems. <laughs> hmm. Okay,
1: why you going McGruff? I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with valid arguments for both. Okay. Okay. But who would you pick? Probably Smokey.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm, we, we, we I'm need, literally wearing just... his
1: hat right now. I was going to say. I'm wearing Smokey grum- hat grum- right <laughs> now.
0: Well, I mean, we still had to have the argument for the other though. So I, that's good. That was mm. good.
1: <laughs> Dope. Should we move on?
0: Story time? Yeah.
1: It's a short episode tonight, guys. Uh, but we're excited nonetheless. Rolling a 20 sided die, see who goes first. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light. Lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, We want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh, And it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, Go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3 AM. And you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H E L P dot com slash 3 A M. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal. I
0: got 19, DJ got 15. This is the highest roll I've had in like six months. All right, guys. I have a story that was submitted to us last week by a listener whose name, they didn't ask to remain anonymous, so sorry. So this guy's name is Jordan. What's up, Jordan? He's from Texas.
1: Sucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And this happened to him when he was in ninth grade. I don't know if that was recent. That's just what he said. So in ninth grade, Jordan gets invited to his friend's house for a jam sesh. They're all going to bring over their instruments gonna jam a little. His friend lives with his older brother who's 27. So he's headed over to their place. One of his other buddies comes and picks him up so that he can also like bring his amp and his guitar with him. So they head over to the friend's house. They're just going over to chill, crack some some drinks, play some music. He gets over. They set everything up in the garage and they just start Jamming away. Mm -hmm. Eventually, a lot more people show up. More and more people show up, and less and less of those are people that Jordan knows. Turns out, a lot of them are friends of his friend's older brother, so the 27-year-old. So a lot of people are just coming over and chilling at this point, and a lot of them brought drugs. So this is now a different kind of party than he signed up for. He's just jamming away in the garage with his friends. One guy comes over, and he's like, yo, come and take a hit of this shit. And Jordan's like- Jordan's like, no, right? No. Because he's, I don't he's listened dr- to McGruff. He has listened to McGruff. He does say no. Mm. And a minute later, the same guy comes back with his friend's older brother, and he's like, are you going to- Come over and take a hit with us. Pushing again. Jordan once again says, nah, man, that's not for me. Square ass. And then once he declined again, the guy yelled back at him. And he says, well, you can walk them, bro. I don't f- with bitches. <laughs> what? <laughs> Aggressive. So aggro. <laughs> at this point, Jordan's like, oh, okay, what the hell? Uh, I was obviously here first. We were the ones doing our thing now. Uh, I guess, yeah, I'll just leave. I'll just leave. Jordan's friend comes over and he's like, Yeah, sorry, man. Like, they're all high AF and they might actually do something. So I would, I honestly would get out of here. And so he starts packing up his stuff. He's going to walk the way home now because his friend's not coming with him. But his friend was like, No, just leave your amp and guitar. You can throw it in the shed. I'll bring it to you tomorrow morning or something. He does that and then he takes off. It's about a seven mile walk from his friend's house back to his place. It does go through some like wooded area back roads. And at one point he's going to cross a bridge that kind of comes out of the forest out onto like a main road with now like lamps and everything out on the other side. And Jordan is walking in the middle of the road because at night, he doesn't want to walk on the edge of the road, which I have to say does sound probably like a smart idea. You don't know what's on the edge of the road. So he's walking down the middle of the road. He gets across the bridge. And all of a sudden, he hears something coming from in the, tr- like, the branches and the trees next to him. It sounded like it was kind of like a medium-sized animal maybe like a large raccoon or something in the trees. So he started looking closer to just see if he could tell what it was. And eventually as his eyes kind of adjust from being in the lit area to being able to see into the trees, he sees something that looks almost like, like a medium-sized chimp, like a monkey like swinging around in the trees. He's like, what the hell is this? He starts backing away. Like, where is this? Texas. Oh, Texas. That's right. So he doesn't know what it is. He starts backing away. As he starts backing away, the tree branch starts shaking violently. And then whatever it is starts like climbing down from the tree. Oh, terrifying. Terrifying. And he backs all the way to like one of the lampposts where he's like fully in the lit area. He he hears the uh, thing come all the way down the tree and almost fall into some dry leaves at the base of the tree might've been drunk. And then he can hear it walking up along the side of the road, coming closer to him until it gets within range of where it's being lit up by the lamp and the moonlight. At this point, he's terrified by what he sees. It looked like the body of a chimp still, but with the head of a dog and it had like green eyes Matted white fur along a grayish scabby body and no lips as well.
1: So his teeth were bared towards him. He's frozen in fear. Bro, this is Scruff McGruff. If he didn't graduate from the dare program, <laughs> he didn't say no. He's come to get him. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So he's frozen with fear
0: for a split second. And then a moment later, he has this flight like reaction he turns around and starts sprinting up the road yeah you're not fighting a monkey dog hybrid no no absolutely not or probably outrunning it either but as he's sprinting down the road he keeps kind of looking back behind him to see if there's anything behind him chasing him it doesn't appear to be following eventually he does get to one of those 24 7 gas stations though and like runs inside and there's actually several several police officers in the gas station eating food. It's probably like one of them nice ones like Maverick or something. And he's just like, he, he runs in, he sits down, he's kind of panting. And one of the officers comes over to him. He's like, are you, are you okay, son? Son? (laughs) You good? You look a little pale. And Jordan's like, no, I, uh, was, I bet my friend that I could beat him here. And I guess I, I'm first. Just something like that. And the police officer's like, well, it's too late to be out. This is now, at this time, it's like 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning. He's like, it's too late to be out now, so I'm going to need you to head home. And Jordan's like, okay. uh, uh," He gets up and he starts heading, and the officer's like, do you need a ride? And he tells him no. He's just right down the street. What a dumbass. (laughs) So he gets out of the 24-7 gas station, runs back down the street to his house. Did not see the monkey dog hybrid again, did live to tell the tale. He does not walk that path anymore at night. And who knows what he saw, but it did sound vaguely similar to an urban legend that has been told. Let me just preface this as well that this urban legend is actually fictional. However, I also believe that urban legends have some base
1: in truth hmm. right before i uh push the brim of my glasses further up my nose and say i don't, I don't think this is true uh <laughs> dude why didn't he uh go with the cop to go investigate
0: i don't know he doesn't say in what he submitted for his story that would have been big smart so i do have a couple of pictures which you'll see up here on the youtube video this is one option for what it could have
1: been and possibly the most likely scenario in my opinion. Before you show this to me, this is the the body of a of a chimpanzee, the head of a dog, no lips. How did how else did he describe it?
0: Matted white fur on a gray body, green eyes. What
1: in tarnation.
0: This is the most likely culprit. A regular chimpanzee.
1: That's a regular ass chimpanzee, dude. A buff ass, <laughs> dude. This at, at is that. like this is goals for anybody.
0: <laughs> but
1: like skinhead and in all, the,
0: like the heat of the moment. I believe it's entirely possible this is what was seen. Hmm. However, the urban legend is this. Ugh. Oh, shit. Which we'll also post a picture of. Okay. This was allegedly caught on a forest cam. And what it is called, like I said, before everyone discounts what I'm going to say, it is entirely possible this is has truth, and it's based in truth, but it's called the rake no doubt you have heard what the rake is and that it is a fictional character
1: okay right yeah i i i'm uh, now pushing my glasses up to my face <laughs> and saying i don't believe in the rake i personally do not either
0: however i do think that a story can influence an experience or vice versa in that Somebody may have seen some sort of freakish chimp out in the middle of the woods and it becomes a good story. Oh, for sure. I think it's a, a half truth. Yeah, that's what I think. Either way, it would be terrifying to see this freaking thing out in the middle of the woods just coming up to you at
1: the light. I'd probably run too. Dude that uh that Planet pale Yeah, that pale muscular uh, just buff monkey. <laughs> That's like the original Aryan. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to wreck your shit.
0: Dude, if that thing came after you too, you're also f- Yeah. Like, whether it is urban legend or not, you're screwed, Jordan. So running was the best option. Check that. Running until you could get a ride from the police officer was the best option. And that's the story for tonight though. Oof. I'll let you think what you will, believe what you want, and it's up to you how to explain away what you can't believe. So, that's me for
1: tonight. Do thank you Jordan for sending that in. Shout out. I was hoping that you would uh I've been finding in the last, I don't know, 20 30 episodes my favorite is grabbing like a real story and then linking it to something that's more i guess substantial or like where you could like there's already like either research done on it or uh something we can find Mm -hmm. uh, to read up on
0: yeah and i think that it's it just sounded too familiar to like that specific thing Mm -hmm. that i couldn't really go into more details on it because i already know it's not real Damn, a monkey in Texas. I mean, I could see that, though. You got Joe Exotic out there, all kinds of freaking weirdos out there. I mean, sorry. No, they're not all weirdos, but like, there are a lot of them. So I could see that 100% being a situation. Damn, dude.
1: Maybe it was Kevin.
0: Oh, frick.
1: That thing would had too many muscles to be Kevin. <laughs> Is it me? That's you. All right, dude. Uh, I'm actually very excited for this one. It's uh, from uh, a listener named Andre. What up? Uh, And Andre's from Romania. We have listeners in Romania? I guess so. What the? Probably the only one. Uh, Andre has a couple stories from his grandma. And his grandma would tell him this story every once in a while. And it happened when she was like a young adult. Okay. Okay. Living in Romania, born and raised, has always been there. Uh, and stayed there until she passed. But in her village, there was a woman. and this woman was known because of the business she ran. this business she ran it from her uh, her own home, a real a real uh, a real girl boss, a real boss babe, a real hun. Uh, now, uh, this this woman. This is how he he said it, and I quote: "People paid her to solve their problems.
0: What
1: questions were never asked? Complaints never made. So, uh, this woman lived alone. Apparently, she had three daughters, all three of which ran away from her. Okay." moved to the big city Bucharest mm. and uh never came back Sus. so uh this woman had just a a, a weird background and uh it's kind of a rogue character in the village nobody actually knew her outside of her conducting business uh-huh. and with uh, uh with her clients in the village and uh when people would go to her house to, ha- uh, to pay her to solve their problems, they always made comments about how there were strange, strange noises coming from the attic.
0: What kind of strange noises are we talking about?
1: Voices, whispers, footsteps, banging. Uh, and this happened enough where finally somebody uh, nutted up an asked her about it Mm -hmm. this woman proclaimed that what was in the attic was her very own slave demon what so after that kind of became the rumor around the town this woman started to reveal a little bit more here and there about herself This woman was a self-proclaimed witch
0: oh frick
1: and the problems that she would solve would be kind of the last resort for people they've exhausted all of their options and they would go to her she's the final uh final boss the final boss (laughs) and uh they always notice the attic and Another really strange thing that that happened was this woman was old, and over time her house would be her house uh, and the exterior of the yard would get really unkept. Uh, but there were times where people would wake up in the morning and they'd see overnight all of the yard work had been done, and some of the yard work was too too much for an old woman to handle by herself let alone throughout the middle of the night when it was silent right so weird almost like chores being done and like uh like heavy physical activity farm work being being done for her by something or someone yeah because she couldn't do it on her own so there are three stories for i have from her one is how she became a witch. And the other two stories, uh, the, the other two I have is firsthand experiences from doing business with her. Oh, frick. Having her help with these specific people's problems. So before that, I, I wanted to dive a little bit further into Romanian witchcraft. It's a very prominent thing.
0: I feel like anytime we have a story of fr- story from like Romania, it's like ten times scarier.
1: <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, it's. We, we've talked about it before. I've talked about Horia for ho- last Halloween. Uh, we've talked about Vlad the Impaler and Elizabeth Bathory. Um, just referenced it. It's the birthplace of Dracula and. Uh, the origins of Dracula and uh, Transylvania. Uh, It just has a lot of weird, weird stuff going on. So I wanted to look into it further and see its relevance today more than uh, in places that I haven't looked before. So there's a woman named Maria Campina. She, I believe, is still alive today. And Maria Campina is known in Romania as... The Witch Queen. The the Witch Queen of Romania.
0: Damn, it's quite a title.
1: Let me tell you how she got there. So in 1989, Nicolai Chosescu and his wife Elena uh, were the communist leaders of Romania. He was the prime minister or president. Um, But in 1989... Uh, He was overthrown, tried, and executed for his crimes. Damn. He and his wife both were executed. They are executed by, I think, their own personal guards, uh, which were three of them. And the guards also brought on, uh, kind of opened the gates to the public for this execution.
0: Oh, so everyone could just come and watch.
1: Not only that, but participate in the execution. And they were sentenced to die by firing squad.
0: Oh, frick, dude. So
1: they opened fire. They're executed. And their bodies at the end of the execution uh, had about 120 bullets each, in each body. <laughs> so they think they're going to survive. <laughs> they went in. They went in. Um up until that point Maria Campina the witch queen
0: mm.
1: served as Nikolai's personal fortune teller. Oh. The witch queen herself Maria uh, actually predicted their demise. Oh. Their execution. The... Only told it to his wife Elena. Elena was furious about it. Right? Didn't believe so. her. Uh, But that didn't stop uh, their fate when they were executed in 89. Two decades later, um, just over, in 2011, the Romanian Ministry of Labor officially recognizes witchcraft as an official uh, profession. Not only witchcraft, but uh, healers uh, and fortune tellers as well.
0: All in the same bucket of, like, witchcraftery? Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. So when you go online and apply for an LLC and you pick <laughs> your category, you'll find witchcraft Damn. And, and fortune-telling and healing. Uh, Maria Campina, like I said, I think she's still around today. She definitely was in, like, the 2010s. Okay, She's older, but she's uh, known as, like, a white mage. Just like black magic, there's white magic, uh-huh. and she used her powers to to heal. Uh-huh. She used it for good, so she is somewhat revered. Actually, she she is revered at least in the the witchcraft community in the Romania.
0: White witchcraft community of like white magic, or
1: uh, I think in all of it, because uh-huh. even though black magic witches and white magic witches probably don't. Um, like, work with each other probably not uh, oh, like their prominence like, is oh, still
0: respect mutual respect, sure probably
1: i'd assume so but yeah uh she lives off of her riches from that time uh being their main advisor and fortune tale tell- uh, fortune teller she has a super gaudy uh home and uh you can look online i try to uh, finding english interviews they're all in romanian there's no english <laughs> cap- captioning so i had to uh, uh stupid a lot of my research came from uh just uh articles published by mm-hmm. uh romanian uh, newspapers so that's uh that's just a, a little background on romania and how uh, prevalent uh, witchcraft is mm-hmm. so after that i i went back into the accounts with andre's grandma in the village and the self-proclaimed witch with the the slave demon in her attic uh-huh. uh, who helps her do her gardening you know <laughs> so um those stories i will be sharing with our patrons <laughs> we're here in romania that, in the romanian countryside and we're learning about andres that was my stories about uh romania and uh the witchcraft there
0: so those are wild stories though Y'all missed. Y'all missed. If you're not patrons, go to patreon.com/slash three am pod, and you're gonna hear some wild stories. I tell I tell you like anything about Romania, Transylvania, ten times scarier.
1: Russia, ten times scary. <laughs> uh, not only that, but our entire back catalog of uh, bonus stories. So go and check it out. Thank you for uh, your 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 support. I think that does it. That's it. Short up tonight. Thanks for sticking with us. We love all of you. Hit us up. Chat. DM. Swipe right. Let's go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Until next time, uh, trust your gut and watch your back. Be careful out there. See ya.
0: Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon, where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3 AM Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, The3AMPodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight,
1: cisgender white men. And the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth. And together we host Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast.